all the unique characters. I do let them bang. Yeah, I say, yeah, I'm a legend, man. I'm building my legs. All the stories and perspectives featured weekly. I wasn't fully committed to that choke, and I kind of sunk into it, started squeezing tighter, and I kind of heard him gurgle a little bit. I was like, oh. And all the combat sports you could ask for in the best state in the U.S. Like I said, Ohio versus the world. It's going to happen for sure. Watch out. It'll be cool, man. I'm not worried about it. I'm going to show them why the Ohio MMA scene is, in my opinion, one of the best MMA scenes in the country. This is Forged in OH. IO. OH. IO. OH. IO. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 63 of Forge in Ohio. My name is Jake Murray, and I'm the host of the podcast. Today's guest is truly one of a kind. I've never been joined by an athlete who has yet to make their MMA debut, and this has caused a lot of intrigue for me. I'm excited to talk with this man, discover more about him, and I know all of you will enjoy it as well. And oh, by the way, I can't forget to mention he's an All-American football player and 2022 NCAA National Champion in wrestling. I couldn't be happy to welcome Cornell Beecham Jr. to the show. Thanks for coming on the show, Cornell, and welcome to Forged in Ohio. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm super happy that we were able to get this together. And since you are a first-time guest, I've been looking forward to asking about your background and story. We'll talk about MMA a little later since your athletic career didn't start in MMA. So how did you get your start as an athlete? Uh, my dad put me in football and sports around four years old. It, I mean, it wasn't nothing to do at home, really. Uh, growing up in a rough environment, my dad kind of just put me in sports right away, and that's all I did. If I was going to practice with my friends, uh, find a rise to practice, that's just all I did growing up. So football ended up coming in before wrestling did? Yes, sir. And was it something you were immediately attracted to, or did it take some time to grow the love for the game of football? Football kind of was just what I was attracted to. I had an older cousin who played for Buffalo University, uh, NFL prospect, and uh, we always would just throw the football, and it's just something I've always been interested in. In football, you were an All-American running back and wide receiver. Was the dream to always play those positions and be a weapon on offense, like a skill position in that role? Yes, sir. A lot of people always uh, call me Barry Sanders, so I used to just always – Try to score touchdowns growing up, but as I got older, I just wanted to be as big as a weapon as I could be for my offensive coordinator. Do you see the comparisons there between you and Barry Sanders? Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) That was actually going to be one of my next questions here. So people love to compare prospects in football to pro players, right? Who is your pro player comparison? Is it Barry Sanders or maybe somebody who's playing right now? A lot of people really just called me Barry Sanders just because I was able to break tackles and move from left to right and uh, just get north. So, uh, But right now, playing, it will probably be – I would kind of go probably Devin Singletary for Houston Texans, something like that. Yeah, I like that comparison, man. So when you get called or get uh, compared to Barry Sanders, do you look back at his film and study how he played the game and try to adopt some of the things that made him such a successful running back and apply them to your own game? Yeah, yep. I always watch his film. I always watch his highlights and like just my ability to cut left and right and just to get vertical and make somebody miss is unbelievable. So after my fight, literally, I'm supposed to debut in March, but I also got a pro day lined up for the NFL come up and I'm coming up in March. So, yeah, interesting, man. So with football, 
with that pro debut coming up, it sounds like the dream of being a football player one day, being a pro in the highest level, isn't gone now that you're starting this journey in MMA. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, you know, every sport kind of have its political views, but uh, I'm very blessed to still be healthy and still competing and still going in sports as long as I'm a pro athlete. That's what I want to do, just use my God-given ability to just showcase it in any sport, really. Yeah, I love that you're not willing to close that chapter of your life, the chapter that involves you being a football player, because like you said, that's what you started when you were four years old. It's what you know best, probably. You mentioned watching Barry Sanders highlight reels, and you yourself have created quite the highlight reel for yourself and what you've done in football. Do you have a favorite play or highlight of yours that sticks out from your time playing? Um, My favorite play probably um was... uh. The season opener in 2022, uh, we was losing by four points, and it was like fourth down and 10, and we just needed a big play, and the pass got tipped, and I caught it, caught the tip pass and ran it like 80 yards down the field. That's probably one of my favorite plays. What about a specific game? Do you have like a game that sticks out, maybe one that you just put up some monster stats, and maybe it broke you out to that next level? Yeah, uh Against Franklin University, I had 15 or 16 catches for 254 yards on like five touchdowns. That was probably one of my favorite games. So Five touchdowns? Yeah. Can you imagine having Cornell Beecham Jr. on your fantasy football team if that was the case, if that was at the pro level, five touchdowns over Man. 160 <laughs> receiving yards? Come on. <laughs> I can still see it happening. Yeah, for sure, man. And talking with Cordell Beecham Jr. on Forged in Ohio. Now for wrestling. You won the Division III NCAA Wrestling National Championship in 2022. Two years removed from that accomplishment. What do you think of when you think back to that moment? When I think back to the moment, I just uh, think about how good of shape I was in and just, you know, manifesting it and just talking to myself and making myself believe that I was who I said I was. You were the first national champion in any sport in Mount St. Joseph's history. What did that added element to winning a national championship mean to you? It meant a lot. It meant a lot that I was the first, but I think it I think it just meant a lot to me. Something I've always wanted to accomplish was standing on top of the podium, man. I finally got to do it. In high school, I was a two-time state placer. I should have won state, but never got over the hump. But it was amazing to do it in college. Yeah, and you talk about willing yourself to that accomplishment and to becoming that national champion. How important is that mentally to have the mindset that you can do this that way you can actually go out there and prove that you can do that? I think the most important thing first is, like you said, I mean, just believing in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody will believe in you. And obviously, you got to maybe have one or two people in your ear telling you that you can do it also helps motivate you. But if you work extremely hard, more than you think you can work, you, you would know. You would know when you're ready. So, Is it hard to block out thoughts of self-doubt, or did you have a consistent mindset of, hey, I can do this, I'm going to put in the hard work and get to the spot where you did become a national champion? I think self, self-doubt is hard, but I mean, when you're running six miles or five miles a day, going to practice that really eliminates the self-doubt because you know the work you have put in. So, Yeah, and that work was put in that season. You went 22-0 and that season in wrestling. What do you credit most to the success you had that year in the sport when you became a national champion? 
what do I credit the most? Um, probably just like, I was just really just thankful for everything that my dad kind of instilled in me, uh, just pushing me to be the best version of myself and uh, the wrestling coach at Mount St. Joe for just being there for me. Cause that same year my dad had passed away. So it was kind of just in remembrance of him. Yeah. And I, I've read that story online too. And the, just the beautiful story there of your dad passing and then you winning a national championship. Sounds like you really did dedicate that to him. Yes, sir. We just talked about the the mental approach and the mental fortitude that it takes to become a national champion. When you have something like that happen along the way, was it hard during that time of your life to push through that and still keep focused on the the task at hand? Yeah, it was super hard when uh, so when I got the call, we was at national duels, and you know that's a big that's a big uh, wrestling tournament. You're going against the top teams in the country. And we was at National Duels, and I got the call the night before we wrestled, like before weigh-ins. And uh, I think I wrestled one match because just I was just like super shocked that, like I was at a wrestling tournament, and my dad had passed away. But and then I I think it was better for me that I was there because I was able to react in a calm man- manner. And I wrestled one match, and it was probably the hardest match of my life. I went to like double overtime, <laughs> like, and I should have just won a match, but I just. It was like I was in shock trying to wrestle, and I couldn't really move, but I was able to win. Like, something was pushing me to win. Yeah, it's an incredible story, man. You've been asked about this a lot, I know, but you raised your daughter, Braylon, who was nine months old at the time, above your head after being announced as the winner of that match to become a national champion. How special was that moment to you? Oh, it was very special. She's still my heart and joy. Like, always will be one of the most special things that ever happened to me. And, like, I would do anything for her. And like just to be able to raise her and for her to be there in that in that light just meant a lot to me and a lot of people to see like my story. And I'm still trying to push my story out there and become uh, more known taking this path. But like it was just a blessing, honestly. And you have a, a son now, too, right? Yeah, he, uh, 15 months, uh, a daughter and a son. Do they know much of uh, probably not your son because of how young he is, but does your daughter know of what you do? Yeah, uh, so when my daughter was first born, she was literally at wrestling practice every day since she was able to leave the hospital. So, like, they know I wrestle. They know I play football. They came to the football games. Like, they love it. When they see football, they always like, there go daddy. And I'm sitting right in front of them like, I'm not in the NFL yet. (laughs) So it's special. (laughs) Do you imagine yourself being a a dad in the future when they can compete in sports themselves and watching them kind of fall in the footsteps of what you were able to accomplish as an athlete? Yeah, I can't wait. And just been, I mean, I'm a young father, so just being able to, like, you know, go one-on-one with them and help train them and just compete with them, I think is a blessing to me. Yeah, for sure, man. On top of being 22-0 and that year that we mentioned when you won the national title, you finished your career with a 48-0 and record. Were you ever truly challenged during your time at Mountain State Josephs? I think if I was challenged, it was more towards myself. But obviously, there's a lot of great wrestlers, D1, D2, D3, NAIA, JUCO. There's a lot of tough guys out there. And, uh, I mean, I think any college match is really challenging if it goes the distance. But, like... Just like I just can relate back to the work that I put in, like I really worked extremely hard to go undefeated and to be uh, undefeated and just kept putting God first. And that was what God gave me. 
of those 48 matches, do you know how many of them actually went the distance? Um, probably a couple. <laughs> but only a couple. Probably a couple. But only a couple. Yeah, probably, probably no more than ten. But uh, like at regionals, the year I won nationals, I got a forfeit in the semis and the finals, so I didn't even have to wrestle at regionals because, I mean. To me, I mean, I mean, they were scared to wrestle. Like, they literally just was like, here, you can win, you can win. So, <laughs> so I didn't even have to wrestle at regionals to get the nationals. Yeah, you're a killer, man. You don't enjoy wrestling to the decision. You like getting out there early. Right. <laughs> Once again, this is Cornell Beecham Jr. with us on Forge in Ohio. Okay, so after college, why was MMA the route for you? MMA was the route, like, since high school, I've always been going in a vision. If you heard of Vision MMA, and just always been around the guys, and I know one of the trainers there, uh, his dad and my dad was best friends growing up, and I've just always been in and out of the gym, never really consistent, but like I used to box when I was younger also, and I just knew like if football didn't work out, this would be one of my next steps, and I've uh, prayed about it multiple times, and I don't had dreams about it. I feel like God gave me dreams about it and doing this sport, and I just can't wait to see what what he has in store for me when taking this uh, sport by storm. So, Were there other options on the table for you post-college, or was MMA always the plan? MMA always kind of been my plan, honestly. Honestly, I could do things like train kids, and I still plan on doing it. And uh, right now I'm just working. And like I said, I got I still got an NFL Pro Day coming up in March too, so big plans for sure. You mentioned Vision MMA and fitness in Cincinnati. I believe you're the first fighter out of Vision to join me on the show. What's it like training down there in Cincinnati and getting working with those guys? Oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a whole bunch. It's a big room, a whole bunch of dogs down there, honestly. A whole bunch of dogs that haven't really got the exposure or, or shot to be on a big stage. It's a really good room, uh, really great trainers, Joey Patterson and Jeremy Pender, Black Belt Jiu-Jitsu, amazing guys. And I just uh, love being around them. They just took me in like their own, and I just can't wait to see what uh, what the plan is. I always enjoy asking this question to fighters who have a wrestling background like yourself, and I think it applies more to you since you have yet to make the walk and make your debut. What was your first exposure to striking like? Mm, it was it wasn't bad. It was real good, honestly. It was I've. I've always been able to hold my own. Like I stated, my dad put me in boxing when I was younger too. So it was never really like, oh man, he just he just hit me in the head. Like so it was just more so just like learning the right movements coming out of wrestling and being away from boxing so long. And I'm still learning, so that's the great journey about it. So those early frustrating days that every almost every mixed martial artist young in their career experience sounds like they weren't as frustrating for you. Yeah, I probably only had like one frustrating day where I'm just like, man, I just can't figure it out. But <laughs> I figured it out. Like I work out like three, four times a day. So, I mean, I just try to stay active. Aside from wrestling, in terms of striking and jiu-jitsu, is your game still relatively raw or have you progressed so much that you think you're up there with some mid to high level guys? I think just my wrestling alone will... uh Help me make it to, uh, well, help me compete with the high-level guys. But I think, like, my stand-up is getting better by the day. Like, going in and training two, three times a day, and they're really, you really see the progress. And so, 
with your experience and that wrestling pedigree that you just mentioned, and we've talked about the national championship, do you think you're the most exciting prospect in Ohio MMA right now? I definitely, I definitely think so. Definitely coming with my debut and uh, just been a national champion wrestler, all-American football player, and I put up over 5,200 all-purpose yards in my collegiate career playing football in three years. I think, like, honestly, I think I'm the next big thing, so... Yeah, I'm right there with you, man, in that thought. I feel like the next clear question to ask here, I know you mentioned March. What is the official day of your amateur debut? I'm really shooting for March 2nd, just depending on if they can find somebody to fight me and uh, just how things line up. But yes, yes, sir, I plan to fight March 2nd. So no opponent quite yet? No opponent. So, you know, this question might be difficult to answer. You have an official date in mind, but no official opponent. But what do you expect and what can fans really expect out of Cornell Beecham Jr.'s MMA debut? Oh, they can expect to get their money's worth. That's for sure. I'm I'm very excited. Even in wrestling, I'm not a boring wrestler. I hit crazy moves. I mean, I hit crazy takedowns. I'm excited. I like the big slams. I like the oohs and the ahs. And, and I'm I really hone into the technique so it won't be nothing wild. It, w- it won't be like, oh, he's just out there fighting. It's going to be like, he used the right technique to make the oohs and ahs. So, and I think that's the most exciting thing is like, just just buy the ticket. So, if I if I if if they find me an opponent and y'all see me on the uh, pay-per-view, y'all just need to buy the ticket and it's going to be exciting. Those oohs and ahs. We just talked about it in your wrestling career. You don't like going the distance. With MMA, it sounds like you might be trying to get this one done inside the distance as well. Yeah, yep. Anytime I can get it done, I'm going to get it done. But also a fun fact about me is I also love going the distance. I also prepare myself for overtime in wrestling. So I love the challenges. I love the adversity. I've been through a whole bunch of trials and tribulations in my life, and I've always been able to go the distance, and I'm still going the distance. So. Is the challenge of going the distance the reason why you like it? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Does that have anything to do with inflicting more damage to your opponent, or is it really just the challenge? Really, I mean, right now, just coming from wrestling, it's just a challenge. I just love being challenged, and I just, like you said, I can't wait to inflict pain, honestly. And for you, just being a couple months out, really, from this March debut, how excited are you to compete in MMA for the first time? Oh, I'm really excited. Excited, and I just, uh... So shout out to Wrap Something LLC. It's a food truck, a healthy food truck at that. No pork and uh, all of that. Uh, They've been helping me get my diet right. So also Moonwalker Apparel helping me pay for like training fees and stuff. I just really thank them. And I'm really excited. All I've been doing is training every single day. So When it comes to getting your diet right, I'm assuming weight cutting is not really a concern of yours with your wrestling background going into MMA. That really shouldn't be an issue for you, it sounds like, right? Uh, no, I'm I'm very used to cutting weight. Obviously, I won nationals in 2022, but I'm still used to it. Um, I know how to cut weight. I can cut weight, so just can't wait for today. Yeah, for sure, man. Things can move very quickly for a mixed martial artist when they start their career, and we've seen that play out, especially in the Ohio MMA scene. Are you looking to get on the fast track when you start or take things one fight at a time and improve consistently and slowly like that? Uh, my main goal is to just keep improving, uh, stay consistent. But, yeah, I plan to uh, be on a fast track also. I'm a very fast learner, so I know with time comes progress, and with the progress going to come the big contracts. So we'll see how it plays out. 
Yeah, and we're only a few days into 2024. Have you given much thought to how many fights you would like to have in 2024? Um, I really haven't even thought of that. I just know I'm only going to do a couple fights before I go pro. I don't plan on fighting a whole bunch of amateur fights. So. And March is a busy month for you, planning on an amateur debut in MMA, and then you also have that pro day in the NFL. Where are you at two months out from that and – Really, do you feel much pressure going into those two big events going into March? Uh, no, I'm really like, right now I'm real relaxed. I'm thankful for just being able to just be healthy right now. I'm thankful for just uh, God waking me up today and just uh, what they say, I live for today. As I know, tomorrow's not promised. So really no pressure. I know the pressure will be here on a day. But what John Jones say, pressure, you take that pressure and nervousness and it's a huge power. Use it against them. So. Learning from the greats. I love to see it, man. Are you excited by the thought of breaking out onto the MMA scene? You've made a lot of noise in two sports already and now have the chance to do the same in a third now. Oh, yeah, I, I really can't wait. I'm really excited. I mean, I don't I don't already had dreams about <laughs> March and fighting my first amateur fights. I didn't have visions, so I just really want to just make it come in, come in real life, so. Again, hard to say without an opponent, but when you have those dreams, do you imagine how you get your hand raised in your debut? <laughs> yeah, I've already imagined it. <laughs> like, I done had a couple of dreams, a uh, uh, body kick, just somebody just fold <laughs> like a whole bunch. So <laughs> I love to see it, man. A body kick KO for your amateur debut would be sick stuff, man. I definitely, definitely see yeah. that happening there. <laughs> Before we wrap up, man, just anything you want to shout out or plug here at the back end of the podcast? Um, I just like I said, I just want to shout out uh, Jeremy Pender down at Vision MMA for taking me in like his own and training me every single day, a couple times a day. I want to shout out to Joey Patterson and uh, just him just being there for me. Um, and Moonwalker Apparel, great uh, faith-based apparel company. So if you need any apparel, just go to moonwalker.com. It's it's a faith-based journey that uh, got good apparel and also wrap something LLC. If you need your diet right, just look them up on Instagram. And the print-up brand is also an apparel company. Great stuff. So that's it. There you have it. Thanks again, Cornell, for joining me on the show. I think this was a great chat, and I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to come on here on Forge in Ohio. Before I let you go, I like to do the OHIO chance to get my guests out of here. So I'll kick it off. OH. <laughs> I-O. <laughs> Thanks, Cornell. I can't wait for that MMA debut coming in March. Thanks again for coming on the show, and I look forward to talking to you again on here in the future. No problem. Thank you for having me. That was Cornell Beecham Jr., the All-American football player and 2022 NCAA National Champion in wrestling. Now Cornell is getting ready for what will be a highly anticipated debut in mixed martial arts in March. I knew when he reached out that this would be a great chat, an entertaining chat, and I think that's exactly what it became. Sometimes knowing less about an athlete or fighter is more intriguing or interesting than knowing everything about them going into one of these, and I think that applies to both me and all the listeners and viewers out there. If you are a listener or viewer, then I appreciate you making it this far. If you did, do me a favor, check us out on social media at Forge in Ohio on both Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to download episodes while you listen to them as that helps me out more than you know on your favorite podcasting platform. Thank you for watching or tuning in. I've been your host, Jake Murrin, and this was Forged in Ohio.